Hey folks, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get as seen by as many eyeballs as possible. You can also directly support Sex Talk as a super fan on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash sex talk with Erica Miley. And for just the cost of a cup of coffee, y'all, you should know I love my coffee. <laughs> you help Sex Talk with editing, hosting, and getting the word out to others just like you. Help to spread curiosity about sex and keep the knowledge bombs dropping to everybody that has or wants to have sex. And a big thank you to those of you who've already become super fans. You're rock stars and I so appreciate you. That's patreon.com slash sex talk with Erica Miley. All right, let's get into the episode. Sex talk with Erica Miley because sexuality is tough. And okay, sex just isn't good enough, no. Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Hey folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. I'm blushing because I am just, uh, I'm nerding out. I'm so excited. I, I have brought you somebody that I, I, I look up to a lot. Uh, Joan Price is here with me. Joan is an author, a speaker, an educator, and just has offered us and wrote so many things that I have read and just ingested again and again and continue to send my clients to. Thank you, Joan, for being here. Oh, Erica, with that introduction, how could I be anywhere else ever? <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to have you. Uh, we're we're going to jump into uh, senior sex today. We're, we're going to talk all about this. I haven't actually tackled this in a way. I, I have been waiting. I, I think for you or someone, there's and there's not many people who have actually have have expertise in senior sexuality because i think it there's there's so much to honor here it needed to be the right person and you are the right person well thank you and before any listeners decide oh well i'm young this doesn't apply to me hey do mm. you plan to get uh -huh. on Right. If so you are seniors in training. So That's listen right. in. Mm -hmm. It's coming for you. It is it coming is. for you. And I don't think that we think about aging until we, we think aging is something that happens after 40. When in reality, I'm over here at 36 years old and there it is vastly different and my body is vastly different than it was at 26. True. And and I'm 77, and every year my body changes some more. Yes, yes. We are not these, we don't stay the same. And so everybody, listen up to Joan. Joan's got a lot for you today. So what typically is that first concern that you are hearing from folks about aging and their sexual health? The first concern is when the ways they used to enjoy sex the most don't work or don't mm. work as well anymore. And their responses are different. Maybe mm -hmm. their sexual function is different. In other words, um, erections are more problematic mm -hmm. or clitoral arousal takes much longer. Things change. Mm. And because of that, they may have, often have, an extreme reaction to that. Oh, no, mm -hmm. my sex life is over. Whereas I want to entreat you at any age that when things change, that's an opportunity mm -hmm. 
to expand what works for you rather than to see it as limiting, oh, I can't do this in the way I did before. Mm-hmm. That that flexibility of not only just mind, but experience. That's right. And that. before you need this, talking to the seniors in training now, mm-hmm. practice expanding how you can get and how you can mm-hmm. receive and give sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Just because one position works best or one sex act works best doesn't mean that should be what you do every time. See mm-hmm. what else works. Explore things. Try things. Have fantasies. Mm-hmm. Learn to talk about sex. That's the most important thing, Erica. Yes. Yes. Expand your arsenal and then continue to talk about it. Because again, like you said, we just aren't these people who stay the same, right? Like we fundamentally change on a day-to-day basis and then year to year to decade to decade. I was talking to a client last night. I sometimes take on personal client consultation clients. uh, and, And he said, oh, I was making this so complicated for myself and you're explaining it so simply and clearly. And that's the thing. We tend to let our own fears Mm. um, sort of replicate and stop us from seeing, okay, so what is the real issue? What can I learn about that? How can I resolve that? And oh, that's not so hard. Mm. I was getting stuck because I feared acting on this or thinking about this or or assuming that it wouldn't return to the way it used to be tomorrow. Mm, that that paralyzation, right? Mm. I can't move. I can't go anywhere. I can't change anything. It That's must right. be this very specific way. Yeah. When in reality, we as humans... We we crave novelty. I mean, you and I, you and I could be here for five hours talking about all of these things. But oh, I let's do that. <laughs> I would just like yes, yes, the nerd thing, the nerd heart of mine. You do yes. serve coffee and chocolate, right? If I'm oh, going to yes. stay five hours, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in California and then went to college in the Northwest. My coffee game is just on point. I'm just saying. (laughs) So like, what are some of the like emotional and physical changes that really people are, uh, it throws, throw them for the loop. They're not prepared for, or perhaps they're avoiding addressing. I know you just recently, you've you've done a book about sex and grief. I think this falls within this question. What are people unprepared for? Oh, I really do want to talk about sex and grief. Before that, let me say that they're unprepared for the physical changes. Mm. They're unprepared, oh, the physical changes in themselves and in their partners. Mm. Because that, I mean, that changes a relationship when something changes with your partner, if you happen to have one. They're also unprepared emotionally for what happens to a long-term relationship over time Mm -hmm. and especially how it affects sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, we love novelty. So what do we do when we're married to someone for 37, 47 years? Mm -hmm. How do we, where do we, where's the novelty? And we're really unprepared as a society Mm. for grief. Yes. This is such a huge issue. And as you know, because you read my book, uh, in 2008, I lost my partner, my husband, my great love Mm -hmm. to cancer. We'd been together only seven years. Mm-hmm. And yet I was in grief for longer than we had been together. Yeah. 
it just was so powerful. And over my grief journey, I learned a lot and I explored a lot. I was I, I was shocked at how it affected my sexuality mm. as a sex educator, a sex writer. This is, was my field. I knew this stuff. Yeah. And yet, when it came to personalizing it, it's like everything I knew didn't matter because I was paralyzed by grief, yeah. numbed by grief. And then as, over the years, it really wasn't until 11 years from Robert's death mm-hmm. that I felt ready to write this book, Sex After Grief, yeah. in helping people not just know my grief journey, I'm just one person, Mm-hmm. willing to divulge it more than most, yes, but still just one person. Mm-hmm. But I also brought in other grievers and mm-hmm. what their grief journey and their their steps towards regaining their sexuality looked like, how that worked for them, what they tried, what didn't work, what did work, um, how they see it now looking back. Also interviews with therapists and educators and what ca- what ended up was a book. It's a small book. There's nothing that doesn't matter in it. It's all just, here's what I th- wish I'd known yes. at the beginning of my journey and halfway through it and so on. And one of the biggest things that people are unprepared to for in dealing with grief is that everyone's experience is different and everyone's experience is normal. And yeah. we're always bombarded by messages that we're doing grief wrong. Yes. We're not dating soon enough. We're dating too soon. And there, there, it's like this this un un like defined thing. Like here's the line, but we all don't know what it is. Like you should be dating now. You shouldn't be dating now. what what Where's where's that book that said okay here's the date <laughs> we don't have it <laughs> that's right or here's or where's the book which we now do have that says it's your timeline yes it's only yours and I even have a section about what to tell people that try to give you bad advice <laughs> other than a can, middle finger what, well it's sort of thing <laughs> progressively from very polite to. That's not helpful. Thank you. <laughs> you can move on, please. <laughs> I mean, but, as far as like the that grief, that grief story being very unique to the person grieving mm-hmm. is, I think, fundamental. And you're completely correct. And and all of the people in the book um, very much display that. And and so very. And y'all go buy that one. That one it is incredibly helpful to understand not only just the aspects of sexuality but just the aspects of the experience itself we my uh, husband lost his mother this last year and how grief has impacted him and impacted me and our mm. family is not what we expected ah and not what he expected and and i i'm you i want to say I, more about that cuz that certainly interests me and probably it, does your listeners it is it's 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 sneaky that's the that's the it's word sneaky. we all use in the in the house a lot is it's sneaky Ooh. and then it, it's a memory will come the, the brain just offers you yes. a memory and then you're crying yes and and you don't have a choice Oh my gosh. And that even happened to me just a few days ago. Mm. I heard a song. Oof. Oh, and I music. burst into tears. <laughs> I, it yeah. just was, it was, it was visceral. Yes. My, I often describe 
grief as vomiting tears. And it was oh, like that. Geez. It was like, it was just this physical reaction to hearing yes. that song mm -hmm. that I remembered Robert playing and dancing to. Yes. I mean, I can even start crying right now thinking yeah. about that much. The sensory part of it is so like yeah. right on the surface of how we're existing, right? Yeah, that's it's right. right there. It's right there. And you know what else happens even years later is you can be, well, I'll do it personally. I can be feeling suddenly, I've been fine. Everything's been going great. And then suddenly something felt wrong. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, this, I have this gut feeling something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but it's not going away. I look at a calendar. It's an anniversary of something yeah. that I didn't yeah. even consciously think, mm -hmm. oh, today is such and such a date. That's the mm -hmm. anniversary of our first date, or that's the anniversary of when mm -hmm. he went into hospice. Or, yeah. And, and I look at that and go, oh my gosh, of course, the body remembers. And so, of course, oh, yeah. it's going to affect our sexuality. But in a way, it's good we're not just talking about our sexuality. Mm -hmm. Because who really talks about this? Our culture doesn't. Our culture mm -hmm. is so not only sex negative, but grief negative, death yes. negative. We don't want to face things. We want to use pick out a pretty casket and then it's in the ground and it's all over. It's not all over. Mm-hmm. We avoid these the any kind of negative feeling experience as much as possible yeah. as human beings. But I I use Brene Brown's uh, references a lot when it comes to feelings. You numb you numb one, you numb them all. That's you right. You don't get that joy if you do not have and know deep sadness. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and and I think. The, that ties to sex here, right? Yeah. Like I imagine, and you know, you can say what you will or what you won't here. I imagine you and Robert have wonderful, joyous sexual history. That's right. That's what got me into this field. Right. I was a health and fitness writer before that a high school English teacher. Mm -hmm. And then because of my... Brave soul. Brave soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, especially now, right? <laughs> um, but even then, yes, always. Um, and... And our sex was so incredible for us as older people that mm -hmm. at age 61, I wrote my first senior sex book, Better mm -hmm. Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was done. I thought, okay, one book about senior sex and I'll go back to writing about health and fitness. No, 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 no. <laughs> the film <laughs> called and you must come back. <laughs> that was what, 2005? <laughs> That I wrote that you. book. We kept you. <laughs> I know. So clearly this is my rest of my life career. And you know what, Erica? I think this part's pretty funny. It's the only profession I know where the older I get, the more credibility I have. I, I mean, the, the I guess practice? Is it practice? What do you think that is? What, no, why I think, think it's it just... Before they thought, oh, she's pretty old to be writing about that. Oh, she's old to be writing about that. Now they're saying, she's really old. <laughs> she must really know about that. <laughs> I like how it went in stages. <laughs> I know. From pretty old to old. <laughs> I skipped older and went to really old. Oh, my gosh. But, um, I am 
in a really vibrant relationship right now. It took me a very long time before I was ready for this relationship to appear, but it did. Mm. And by then I was ready and I joyously accepted it. And we joke about old people's sex. Mm. How, okay, I got to hear this. We think, <laughs> we well, old people's sex. <laughs> this wasn't exactly on your list of what you thought we'd talk about. But I mean, hey, I, we're you know, with it. bunny trails are where we are. Where the bunny trails, stuff love that, is. bunny trails. Uh, um, old people's sex, even just saying the words makes us laugh. And sex at our age makes us laugh. Mm. it's laughing for joy that our bodies are capable of such wonderful sensation mm. despite everything, despite the aching joints, despite yes. the wrinkles and sags and having to... <laughs> no, let me get my glasses so I can see where that control is on the vibrator we need to use. <laughs> uh, or hold on a minute, hold that thought. I need to change positions and... Oh, 30 seconds later, I've managed to get into a position that's comfortable. And then I resume what we were doing. It's really old people's sex also, we've discovered, works best when we take turns pleasuring each other. Mm. Instead of assuming that a one sex act in one position for some length of time will be the best for both of us. Yeah. It just isn't. I, I, you, <laughs> when you were talking about the, the, the practicing senior sex folks, yeah. <laughs> this is exactly it. Like yeah. it, it can't be one way. There's going to come a time when you may not be able to do that one way or that one way doesn't work as well as it did before yeah. or, or that maybe one it's just way. not novel anymore. Or that one way works, but it isn't what brings us as much pleasure as these other five ways. Mm-hmm. And part of old people's sex is trying out new vibrators and adding those so that we have a threesome or a foursome or a fivesome. Mm, I, mean, I love it. <laughs> Two humans and a bunch of, of charged vibrators. The, prepared. That sounds yes. like that sounds like somebody who's who's thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then and and then also we have a, a we have this basket of what we're going to use each time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I'd be talking to you about this, but <laughs> I love it. I love it though. No, no one's listening, right? Everybody's <laughs> listening. Yay! Everybody. Everybody. I, hey, they they're getting the good real stuff today. It That's is what they're real, getting. and it's important because <laughs> nobody tells you. I no. mean, people will say, "Oh, sex is great for me. I'm better never. I'm loosey goosey," mm-hmm. uh, and and yet for the majority of us, we've mm-hmm. had to make many accommodations. So to hear about what those accommodations might be could be useful to people. Yes. Besides a variety of sex toys, have a variety of lubricants. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Depending on whether. Today and buy them all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because some might be better for one particular activity or one particular part of somebody's genitals and another kind would be better for this and another for that and you better be sure that for silicone uh, sex toys you don't use a silicone lube so we need and so on so we just have our favorites and everything's in a basket and we can grab what we want that's part of old people's sex i just love i i love it and i'm, I'm picturing a wicker is it wicker yeah well um, fantastic yeah <laughs> I'm just thinking wicker, but I but I think that that you're touching on something that I I want to relate to folks that it 
you might be still trying to tell yourself that this isn't this isn't something you have to worry about yet. But here's the reality: like nobody's telling you about sex after a C-section. Nobody, Ooh. other than my show, my show does that. Here's but it. like after losing uh, a lot of weight and having extra skin, nobody ah. is telling you about that. Nobody's talking uh, to folks about uh, sex after uh, dealing with maybe a friend breakup and dealing with grief after something like that. Yeah, the, these kinds of things are are things that we think, oh, I will worry about that when I get there. When you don't get to determine when that is, and if you wait until then, you're devastated by. Yes. The lack of preparation. Whereas if you prepare for now, if you say, well, damn, we don't need that. But what would happen if we had mm-hmm. a basket of sex toys and lubricants and brought that to bed with us next time and pleasured each other separately? What what would that be like? What can we learn about our own responses and our interactions and the way we use words? Because that's the most important thing. I mean, I'm just picturing like you, you're building the adult toy box, right? Right. Like we we had one when we were young and now we need one as we get older. (laughs) That's right. Regardless of the age, if you want to be, if you want to be a person who's more flexible in your experience of sexual pleasure, having the tools of the trade is necessary. Yeah. And what fun if you have already figured these things out before you need it. Yes. Then so do you maybe, oh, go do ahead. you have do you have a reflection about this internal experience of aging? And really this reluctance as humans to think about it, right? Like we've been mentioning this a lot through throughout this in and I know you did a film with Jessica Drake uh, called Guide to Wicked Sex, Senior Sex. Yes, I, I really want to know, like, how, how this internal experience of aging. I want to know your reflections on that. Whoa. Um, well, this this will take six hours, but I'll start. You stop me when I've said enough. I'll go as make far the as the internal reflection, it's the internal reflection on the external, because our society teaches us, bludgeons us with a notion that only young bodies are sexy, Mm. only young bodies are desirable, only young bodies should even desire sex, Mm. that older people who are sexually desirous or sexually active are ew, are Mm. icky, um, the geezers we laugh at, the, well, who would ever want her comments? They make me cringe and they make me angry and they make me work even harder Mm. to spread my messages, which is that we don't, that sex has no expiration date. We don't outgrow our need for sex. We don't age out of sexual pleasure. Mm. That's so important, and I and I call people on it. I mean, it's a little thing in my little part of the world. For example, on my blog, which you can find at joanprice.com, I have some affiliates and advertisers who mm-hmm. are retailers that I have personally vetted and mm-hmm. who support senior sex education, not just sales. Mm. These are my people. And I'm often getting offers 
Uh, I turn down a lot of money because people say uh, how much to place an ad on your site. And I go to their Mm -hmm. website and they are sex positive, yes. Mm -hmm. Every photo on that website is young person. Mm. No one's over 24 Mm. in that entire website. And I say no to them. I say no. I am literally thinking about my website right now. I'm like, well, what do that on yeah. my yeah. website. I'm going to go look, and then yeah. we're going to change it if it's the, if there's nothing there because your representation matters, matters. in so many right. ways. Like I work with a lot of people who deal with chronic illnesses, and it's a very yeah. similar theme. Yes, the invisibility and the you no, know, you do not deserve pleasure, or we. Uh, like we infantilize in a lot of ways. Yes, and I think yes. we do that to seniors as well. Yes. Oh gosh, yes. Or just we're invisible. We're ignored. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking of a demographic that really needs their products when they post a whole bunch of young people, sexy young people. Mm-hmm. Now, I also had the experience, and this was just today, yesterday, where um, a website for a product a line of products that I really like wrote to me to announce a new product. Mm. I went to their website to look at it. The product interested me, but I couldn't read the website because the font was light gray on white. Oh, I don't know that I could read that either. (laughs) I seriously couldn't read it. And when I squinted at it to try, it hurt. So I said, I'm not even going to try. So I dashed off an email. Mm-hmm. Told them my experience, said, I, I can't, I love your products, but I can't send my readers, my followers to your website when it's so unwelcoming to seniors. Yes. I got an immediate response. Thank you so much. That's really important to hear. Now I'm going to look for changes. Yes. And because uh, then, then they can actually, well, hopefully they do, right? Hopefully they do make the changes. Who wants to read light gray on white anyway? No kidding. Like I... <laughs> I can't, I, I can't see shit far away as generally I have contact lenses and for the folks who are just listening to us, like I can't, I can only imagine then trying to read something that was light gray on a white background. It's like that, that's like old school, like early 2000s website um, errors. That's what I'm hearing. Or like when people used to like in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they would do like a neon color on black Oh gosh, that's the worst. Like that. Oh, that's oh. oh. It's like, oh no. God, stop. Ugh, my eyeballs, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick break from the action. Sorry for interrupting y'all, but it's important to acknowledge that life has become seriously difficult for many of you these days. With the world feeling chaotic, I mean, I don't know about you, but a pandemic sure did it for me. Uh, So many big feelings about all of it and the state of our world. It's impacted our daily lives. It's hindered us from planning and interrupted our mental and sexual health. I just want to take a minute to remind you that I'm not just a sex nerd. I'm a mental health therapist and I have a team of other like-minded badass therapists that are able to help you out. All my therapists are experienced and have been trained around sexuality, along with direct consultation with me if they need it. 
My mental health practice is completely online. So you can stay your butt at home and you don't have to park anywhere. It's really great that way. (laughs) With the lighter restrictions because of the pandemic, we're able to serve more people all over the United States and expats living all over the world and immigrants from all over the world. Just head to mentalandsexualhealth.com and sign up for a free consultation. I'm adding more highly trained therapists regularly, all comfortable with talking about sex. Again, that's mentalandsexualhealth.com. Okay, let's get you back to the show. You know, I want to make sure I honor your time because I'm just so grateful that you're here with me. But how has speaking, writing, education for for all these folks, how has it changed you? And, and how has it impacted how you see our human condition? Ooh. Our human condition is that if we're lucky, we'll get old. Uh, right. And mm-hmm. if we are lucky enough to get old, we need to understand how not to give up mm-hmm. on celebrating pleasure. And that includes sexual pleasures, not exclusively, but it includes sexual pleasure. And so that's my little nook of the world. But how has all of my work impacted me? Well, in stages. Mm. Um, I love that when you want to do an episode on senior sex, you reach out to me. I love that I have the (laughs) notoriety, shall we say, that let you know that I do this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started out, nobody had heard of me. And of course, because there was nothing to hear. And when my first book came out, the first book review that it received started mm-hmm. with this line. Now that boomers have discovered their sex after 60, could they please stop writing about it? Huh? <laughs> There's well, nobody doing the work and now you have to stop? What the well, heck? Exactly. So my response to that <laughs> was, hell no, I've yeah, just gotten started. Not. And I didn't know how true that was because at the time I thought, all right, so what I'm going to do for about a year is I'm going to promote this book. I'm going to have speeches. I'm going to spread the word, word uh, that sex doesn't stop mm. and that it can be glorious. Well, in doing that work, a whole lot of people approached me and said or emailed me or even came up to me in the grocery store and said, well, bully for you having such great sex, but I'm not. And here's why. Mm. And that's what that's what changed me from being merely a cheerleader for senior sex mm-hmm. to being an educator. Mm. I said to myself, Oh, wow. I don't know the answer to all these questions, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to find the people who do know the answer. I joined ASECT Mm -hmm. as a non-professional member, went to the conferences, met the experts in the many different facets of this field, Mm -hmm. um, sex after cancer treatment, uh, Mm -hmm. um, pelvic floor therapy, you know, all of these things that I... I had heard of but didn't really know much about, not enough to advise people. Mm. And then my 
next book, which was five years later, Naked at Our Age, Talking Out Loud About Senior Sex, became my best-known book mm-hmm. and award-winning. It won, it won two awards. It won an award from ASECT and it won an award from ASJA, the American Society of Journalists and Authors, mm. which Sex After Grief won this year. Yay. That's so, amazing. I know. And you and, also won an AVN award. Well, the film with Jessica Drake uh-huh. won the ASECT Award for AV and the AV Award, I mean, the the AVN Award for Best Niche Production. So we're getting awards from both the adult film industry mm-hmm. and the professional organization for sex therapists. Mm-hmm. Both of them are are acknowledging, validating the value of this film, which we didn't really talk about much. We mentioned, can we talk about that? Yes, I definitely want to talk about it. So how did you and Jessica Drake get to be connected and and how did you start this project with her? Oh, that's one of my favorite stories. So she and I, she is, besides being a, a very famous adult star, as you know, she is a renowned sex educator. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she and I were frequenting the same sex conferences. Mm. We were going to Catalyst. We were going to Woodhull. We were going, uh, and so we would run into each other over and over again there and start talking. And uh, she would attend the sessions I gave. I would attend the sessions uh, she gave. We never really had a sit down conversation, but we. I, I was fascinated by her and mm. her story and what she did and how well she did it. And I didn't know she felt the same about me mm. until one day at one of the conferences at Woodhull, she approached me and she said, do you, have you ever heard of my Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex series? Mm. And I said, oh yeah, I know that's, a wonderful series. And I knew that it was instructional, but it was also explicit. Mm-hmm. So yes. it gave solid sex ed with naked people having sex on camera. Yes. Uh, which had never been done that I'm aware of, at least not in such a professional way. Yes. So she had this series and it included all sorts of different areas of sex. And she said, well, we need to do a senior sex edition mm. and you're the only one I would do it with. And I That's went, amazing. oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Now, this did not involve me getting naked and having sex on camera, though she did tell me I was welcome to do that if I wanted to, but mm-hmm. um, that's that's not how I educate people exactly. I mm-hmm. keep clothes on. And uh, nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, understand, just right. not how I do it. And what she wanted was for me to come up with the main points that she, that I felt seniors should understand about how sex changes and what to do about it. Mm. how to have more pleasurable sex, how to have better orgasms, etc. Um, and that I would narrate this, series, this, this guide and we would have two different couples that would demonstrate some of the things I was talking about. Fantastic. So we would have seniors who were uh, exploring their sexuality on camera Mm-hmm. in front of everybody who would ever see it while I narrated what 
I thought were the main points seniors should should understand. Now, my first reaction to that was, this is fascinating. I am so honored. I don't know even how to fathom that the Jessica Drake wants me to do this. Mm-hmm. But I worried that my followers would not accept this direction. Mm. My followers, when I write for them and speak to them, I'm always careful to keep it at a level where anyone could walk in the room and listen <laughs> and yes. not go, ah! <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're talking about ah things, but we're talking about them in a really uh, a down-to-earth, respectful mm-hmm. way, language that could be printed in any newspaper, et cetera. Though Absolutely. I do get, I do dig deep, but with that in mind that the people who grew up in my generation have not grown up being being comfortable around hearing about sex or talking about sex. So I want to make it easy to transition by just normalizing mm. it. Yeah, yes, you're, you're keeping in mind like the yeah. perspective of the the beginner, which oftentimes, right. oftentimes so many of us have so much shame around wrapped around right that's the things we like sexually and the things that we would prefer to do sexually yeah. and uh, i would imagine it would be that next leap in your mind where you go okay are my folks going to be able to 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 make this leap with me right will i lose people mm-hmm. and and yet the more i thought about it the more i realized this needs to be done yes because not everybody learns by reading Not everybody goes to my workshops or purchases my webinars. There are people who learn visually that would welcome this. So I asked my subscribers, I have a newsletter, Mm -hmm. and I just put it out there. What if I were to do this? What what would you think of this? And what would you want to have covered? Well, I got many responses, all of them positive. That's an, that's wonderful. All of them positive. Now, there might have been people who said, oh, hit unsubscribe right now. Mm. But it didn't matter. And then the other thing I was thinking was this was this was in 2019 that we did it. And I thought, well, at this point in my career, mm-hmm. why, why not take another risk? I took a risk the first time. Look how that turned out. Let me take another risk because if not now, when? Yes. And if, I re- if I'm saying, on the one hand, I really believe in what you're ju- doing, Jessica, how could I say, yeah, but I don't think I should be a part of it? I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Please let me be a part of it. Please remember that you invited me by the time I decide yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and thank you for letting me have the space to wrap my head around this. That's right. And she did. Mm-hmm. She was very patient. She said, well, get back to me. I'll answer any questions. And then when I said I was in... We got started. We did it right away. And it's beautiful. It's Mm. a beautiful film. I am so proud of it. It is educational. It's sexy. Mm. There have been people who said they found it extremely titillating. Now the couples, if it's okay if I go on a little more about this? Absolutely. When we were um, putting out the call for couples, Mm -hmm. we... We wanted, or I told Jessica that I wanted, and she agreed this would be wonderful, one couple that had been together for a long time Mm. that would show us how they interact, how they signal to each other, 
how they use words, how they've gotten used to each other's needs, how they accept each other's needs and challenges. The nuance. Yes, the nuance of that. And I said, I would love, I don't know if we can do this, but I would love to have a couple that doesn't meet until the day of the shoot. I know, really? Mm. Because so many of us are dating, are trying to negotiate, navigate, figure out sex with new people. Mm -hmm. And how can I just use my words to explain how you might do that when here we have the perfect opportunity to show how two people who never met but are turned on by each other Mm -hmm. are going to have sex right then and there. And oh, by the way, in front of a camera crew. Let's just add some more variables, right? Let's just but you let's know just add. what? We got those two people. That's amazing. We, um, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I'm going to anyway. I mean, that's my we, favorite thing. Um, we've had a lot of time to think about where to go next after mm-hmm. the, the ongoing success of this wonderful film. And mm-hmm. there are many things we couldn't include at the time or didn't have just didn't have the opportunity to include we would like to at some point do a second edition of the senior sex would be wonderful where we have more diversity in our couples and we have some single people because not everybody is in a a couple Mm -hmm. and we we just want to expand what we started with and say okay that's the basics that's 101 as you call it Yes. And now let's go to 201. Yes. And and just to have all of these uh, variety of representation of the various sexual experiences that we have throughout yes. our life and through our development as we get older. Yeah. I, I because like what you're talking about, I've I've worked with many, many folks who have opted to maybe open their relationship as they've gotten uh-huh. older and they have decided to join swing, swinging groups mm-hmm. or or adding maybe a uh, one-off sexual experience in, into their primary relationship. And they often are talking about the 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 concerns about the worry of the nuance, not being able to read that person's body like they've read their partner for 40 years right their their worries about like oh can i can i say what i need can i get consent the way i need yeah. will they understand my issues around pressure or anxiety and it, it, these concerns are very real and so i'm just tickled that you've done this first edition and that you're even thinking about a second well, you may have just given me the greatest idea to be included in the second, mm. which is an ongoing couple that invite a third. Yeah, they, and so besides all the things you said that they had to work on, there's also uh, how can I explain my limitations? How can you tell me about yours? How can I tell you what brings me the most pleasure? How can you tell mm-hmm. me what brings the, uh, you the most pleasure? Yes, the the... I'm thinking specifically of a of a, a narrative around trauma, and yeah. that 
like being able to say and reclaim their narrative in being able to say to a partner that's not pressuring them, hey, I need for these things to happen and I need for these things to not happen. And having that partner respond in a positive way and listen to them and then follow through is huge. And it was, for, for many of my clients who've experienced this, has been incredibly restorative in how they feel and experience pleasure. I have a question for you as a sex therapist. I've had people tell me mm-hmm. that they did exactly what you're saying with a new person. Mm-hmm. These are the things I want to have happen. These are the things I don't want to have happen. And then the new person will do something they didn't want to have happen mm-hmm. and say, oh, I forgot. Mm. How do you, what do you, what does that say? And how do you, where do you go from there? Is that a, I'll never see you again? Or can that be worked out? I tend to, especially with my clients who've been through trauma in particular, I I tell them this is about boundaries. And if this person legitimately forgot, you may be able to suss that out with a a more in-depth conversation, but you do not have to feel obligated. If this crossed your boundaries and you do not feel like you can continue to have a relationship or a sexual relationship with this person, then it's okay for you to end that. And give yourself permission to end that if that's what you need. It's good advice. There's also probably that moment where you know the person's going to cross the boundaries, but you are traumatized and can't speak out at that moment mm-hmm. and can't yeah. at that point say, no, not that. Yeah. The fight or flight or freeze mechanism is so mm-hmm. much more powerful than what we would like to do. Or, or I mean, there's so many people who they, they say, I should have said yeah. No, or I should have done this. When in yeah. reality, they may not have had the ability if they were completely paralyzed by that freeze mechanism. So it's okay to to adhere to your own boundaries and say, mm, I'm not gonna I'm not going to let you cross them again. I understand that maybe you've had a lapse in memory, but I, I can't tolerate that. Yeah. You know, something I recommend, and I'm sure you do too, is getting sexual in stages. Hmm. Yeah. That you Same do more. this this time, and this is all. So much of this is in the book "Sex After Grief" because that's really the way that people can most easily come back to their sexuality mm-hmm. when they think, "I really want to have sex, but I don't know if I'm ready." And I don't. What if I freeze? What if I cry? Mm-hmm. And I, I suggest, well, if you think you might be ready, suppose you decide exactly what you might be ready for, and just set your boundary there. We're just mm-hmm. going to kiss this time. And if that feels good, we can talk about what will happen next time. Or um, I'm okay to be touched like this, but do not do that. And you just mm-hmm. have it very easy rather than a list of what we can do and what we won't do. Just yes. here's one thing I'm willing to do and here's what we don't want to do this time. Yes, that 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 gives, and I think, People don't realize for many of the partners they may be saying that to, it gives them a roadmap too and takes the pressure off of them too. And then you can't go with, I forgot, because there isn't that much to remember. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> even, with, even with a senior memory, we can remember two things, yes and no. That's right. <laughs> and being able to, to, to honor yourself and then have them be able to stay there with you, like, it's, we don't have to guess then. You know, I found this really, even as a young person and getting sexual with a new person, mm-hmm. that having the we'll do this much and not that 
And having that respected made me feel safe to trust this person for next time. Mm-hmm. Or even, even if I didn't state we were going to stop at this point, even if we were just getting started and then I said, let's stop. Uh, let's stop for now or this is wonderful, but I'd like to stop. If he did stop, I felt, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. person does listen, does respect my boundaries. Maybe I don't want to stop after all. Mm-hmm. Making the implicit explicit. Ah, so you have the words. I have all those long phrases and you have a word for it. <laughs> I, well, I just spent the entire week essentially talking to couples specifically about making the implicit explicit. Because we do, we spend, we spend so much time assuming this, this machine that we've got on top of yeah. our head is going to um, send secret messages without things being said. <laughs> like we, we, we think we're psychic when we're really fundamentally and not. And the thing that this brain does is it makes assumptions fast because that's what it's made to do. That's how it keeps us safe. It's like, oh, okay, I have a tiny bit of information. I'm going to fill in the blanks so we can move on. That's right. And I've always, I always tell my people Mm -hmm. that mind reading is vastly overrated. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't want that. I'm a therapist. I don't want I don't want that skill. I don't want it. It would be so much effort <laughs> to have be able and, to and, be psychic. And yet I I had a client who said to me that he tried to pin his his uh, partner was not um responding to his sexual advances the way she used to and he mm. was trying to find out w- why and what she might like better than what they were doing and I was advising him on how to ask her about that. And then he came back to me and he said, well, I did ask her, what can I do that would bring you more pleasure? And she said, if you don't know by now. Oof. Oh, or you should know. Exactly. That's the other one I hear from folks. Yeah. You should just know. No, I shouldn't. Because <laughs> it might have changed. Yeah. <laughs> and if it hasn't yet, it will change. So let's get used to talking. Yes. Yes. Oh. Don't just, Eric. I don't so want to stop talking. Can we go another hour or two? I know, right? I want to. I need. I'm going to go brew the coffee. Grab the. Oh, thank you. Dark chocolate, please, for me. <laughs> yes, same. Oh my gosh, yes. I, how do people find you in this in this world and be blessed by all of the things you're doing? The easiest way to find me is to go to my website, JoanPrice.com. JoanPrice.com. Mm-hmm. There you'll see links to. My blog, where, among other things, I review sex toys from a senior perspective, as mm. well as write about interesting things. Um, you'll find the books, the film, uh, social media, my webinars, um, mm. because now that I'm not traveling to give speeches, they are available mm. that way. Also, virtual events that I'm doing. It's all at joanprice.com. I was just going to say, what virtual events you've got coming up? I know this is going to come out in December, but like, do you have anything that's early 2021? Oh, I'm not that far out yet, but... We can't, we really can't. Like 2020 has done a number on all of us. I know, we don't even know what we'll be able to do by then (laughs) as we record this in October. Uh, (laughs) But but if you go to joanprice.com, hit speaking and then events, you'll see what's upcoming. Um, What I love is that different organizations, conferences, and other organizations are figuring out how to use virtual um, presentations Mm -hmm. to 
educate and entertain and 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 build community. Yes. I have yeah. um I did a series for the Denver Public Library, for example. That's wonderful. Um I'm doing one for North Liberty, Iowa. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, getting those Iowans. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I'm really open. People who might want to hire me, you can find me at joanfrice.com. Please, I want to hear from you. That's wonderful. Everybody, hire Joan today. Just go on the website. Go email. Joan is wonderfully responsive. Thank you again for being on the show today. I so appreciate it. It has been my pleasure. A conversation with you is not an interview. It's a real conversation. And I value your expertise and your compassion for the people you work with. I can tell what a wonderful therapist you are. Thank you, folks. Thank you for sticking around with us. And we will see you next time.